0: Hey there, this is Gary the Senior Geek with another episode of Adventures in Social Anxiety. I realized in the show notes that I mentioned undiagnosed Asperger's Syndrome and many folks may not know what Asperger's is. So this is going to be more of an educational episode than a story of my life episode. Wait, wait, come back! It'll be fine, I promise. I'm going to take some time to talk about Asperger's and how I think it has affected my life. I've never been officially diagnosed with Asperger's, but I've been told by a family therapist that I have a lot of Aspie characteristics. Asperger's syndrome is named after an Austrian pediatrician, Hans Asperger, who did most of his work under the Third Reich in the 1940s. He was also a eugenicist, so I doubt his work was very popular in post-World War II America. First time I ever heard of Asperger's syndrome was about 12 years ago. Amanda, my daughter, had been struggling in school and did not fit in very well. None of the doctors covered by our insurance could give us a definite diagnosis, so we paid out of pocket for a neuropsychologist to examine her and give her some tests. The diagnosis was Asperger's. He told us she should have been diagnosed at least 10 years before, but there's a bias that, quote, girls don't get Asperger's, yeesh. Once we had the diagnosis, we were able to arrange accommodations In other words, to have her take tests in a private room with extra time to complete the test and other accommodations for her learning disability. By the way, I also struggled with time tests and would get low grades because I couldn't complete the work within the allotted time. Given her diagnosis, I did some research and came to the conclusion that I'm also an Aspie. But I was born in 1949, and during my childhood, there really wasn't much thought or research on children's learning disabilities. In general, you were either one of the smart kids, i.e., a teacher's pet, an ordinary kid, or you were retarded. That was the dirty word. That's a dirty word these days, but it was standard usage at the time. At some point, I was given an IQ test. My parents refused to tell me what the results were, other than to beat me over the head because my grades did not live up to my potential. I strongly suspect that part of the problem was Asperger's but a lot of it was due to the fact that I was a smart-ass teenager who didn't care about grades as long as he passed and would rather read the latest Heinlein science fiction book than study. Just for your information, I did a quick Google search and found an article listing 10 symptoms of Asperger's Syndrome. Here they are with some commentary on how well I fit the profile. Number 1. Difficulty in creating friendships. This is me. I know people who are still in touch with kids they went to kindergarten with. In general, my friends change with my environment, so I have work friends, social media friends, friends of my wife, Debbie, but no long-lasting friendships. I don't regret this, I just don't seem to be the type to to develop long-lasting friendships. My two best friends are Debbie and my daughter Amanda, and that's good enough for me. Number two, bad motor skills. Definitely me. My handwriting is atrocious, and even my printing is nearly illegible. My drafting teacher basically threw his hands in the air and despaired of my ever being able to draw a decent arrowhead. I've always sucked at sports and can rarely get very far in a video game without giving up in frustration. So bad motor skills. It is three good pattern recognition. This is also me to an extent I've always been extremely good at troubleshooting electronic and mechanical issues. However, I've always sucked at mathematics and art, two things Aspies usually excel in. I suspect the bad motor skills has a lot to do with sucking at art. Then again, I've always been a fairly good writer, something Aspies supposedly aren't very good at. Number four, taking things literally. Ooh, 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 this is definitely me. I still struggle with this. Someone will jokingly criticize me over some minor screw-up, and I have to consciously avoid taking offense and then beating myself up about it. At San Diego State, one of my nicknames was The Fish, because I would believe anything anybody told me. Number five, routine. Also me. In high school, I refused to wear anything except black pants and white shirts. I think it was because I didn't want to have to deal with figuring out what I was going to wear each day. I now know I looked like a Mormon missionary. I was definitely not a chick magnet. Even today, I get grumpy if my routine's interrupted. Just ask Debbie and Amanda. Number six, Focusing on one or two interests. Again, me. In high school, I was pretty much only interested in reading science fiction. One of my problems with traditional college was that I had to study up to five different subjects at a time, and it drove me crazy. Once I was working, I'd take one or two night classes at a time, and over time, I accidentally got an AA degree in electronics, mostly by taking classes that helped me in my work and classes I was actually interested in, like photography, philosophy, and creative writing. For my Bachelor of Science in Computer Science, I attended National University, and their program was one subject per month for 15 months. This turned out to be a perfect way for me to learn, though it damn near killed me. Number seven, general awkwardness in public. Me again. I had a hard time understanding that people could have points of view that were different than mine. I sucked at picking up social cues and had very little empathy or even awareness of others' feelings. In retrospect, it's amazing that I rarely ever got punched or slapped. I was aware that I was different somehow and would go home from a party realizing I hadn't looked directly at anyone for the whole night and wonder what the hell the problem was. To this day, if I'm in a big crowd, I may need to quietly slip out and hide in the men's room or walk around the building to avoid getting too anxious. Number eight, silence. All right, definitely not me. When I was little, I could be a little shy when meeting new people, but once I got to know them a little bit, They couldn't shut me up about whatever my latest enthusiasm was. There is still a little or maybe even a lot of this going on today. Number nine, difficulty empathizing. Yep, I definitely had problems empathizing with other people. My general attitude used to be get over it or get out of my face. See symptom number seven, general awkwardness in public. Number 10, difficulty making eye contact. I still struggle with this today. Deb and I had a small tiff a week ago. And when I finished apologizing to her, because I was definitely wrong, I later realized I hadn't looked at her all the time I was apologizing. I talked to the fireplace instead. When I commented on this later, she said she hadn't even noticed. Then again, we're coming up on our 39th wedding anniversary, so she's pretty used to me. I'll put the link to the Asperger's Symptoms page in the show notes. So that's it for the educational episode. Next week, I'll continue the story of my life from a social anxiety point of view. I have lots more stories to tell, but they'll have to wait for another podcast, if anyone's interested. Please let me know. Hey there. I'd like to ask a little favor. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star rating on whatever app or site you use to listen to it. This will help to get it out there to more people. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Just search for Senior Geek forty-nine. That's S-E-N-I-O-R-G-E-E-K 49. All run together in one word.